Jeff Dean Show on ESPN Tucson is brought to you by Desert Diamond Casinos. Desert Diamond is true Tucson. Tucson's only local morning sports talk show. The Jeff Dean Show starts now. Good morning, Tucson, and welcome to the Jeff Dean Show. I am Jeff Dean here with you on this Tuesday morning. It is March the 15th, 2022. It is 7.02 on your Tucson Tuesday. That's a lot of toot 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 toots. Uh, and you're listening here to the Jeff Dean Show on 1490 AM, 104.9 FM, ESPN Tucson. And uh, glad to be with you guys here from 7 to 9 as we have a very, very busy day in sports. Yesterday was uh, active, I guess would be the, the word that I would use, the operative word that I would use to describe um, the world of sports yesterday. There was a lot of activity going on. There was activity in the NFL with some early signings in the uh, flirtation period, as I like to call it, or the, uh, the, the legal tampering period in the NFL, which happened 72 hours prior to the open free agency market, which will happen uh, at about midnight tonight when all the, the real big signings and the big names will start, uh, will start inking their deals with their new teams. Um, tons of action in the NBA last night. Uh, Three NBA players just dropping, uh, you know, huge points on uh, on their opposing teams. I think it was the first time. I think I saw this yesterday. It was the first time in NBA history that three players had forty five or more points, basically you know, on three separate teams, essentially in the same night in NBA history, which is remarkable to think about. Because I mean, it's you know, it's been a scorers' league for a long, long time, and you know. I don't know. I know that forty-five point games aren't exactly a dime a dozen, but you would think that that would have happened somewhere in there. I mean, certainly back in like the Jordan era, you can imagine a night where like Jordan would have gotten you know forty-eight, Karl Malone would have gotten you know forty-seven, and I don't know somebody for the Nuggets you know would have gotten fifty points because they scored one hundred and fifty points a game. Uh, but yeah, last night you know Carl Anthony Towns dropped sixty. Uh, Steph on his birthday drops 47, which isn't the record for most points scored on a birthday. Uh, maybe we'll turn that into a trivia question. We can do a trivia Tuesday here. I've got a great trivia question. One of my favorite people in the world is actually the answer to that trivia question. So, uh, but yeah, really, really active day yesterday. There was a lot of activity in Major League Baseball, as it appears that the Atlanta Braves are not even going to uh, uh, whatever negotiations they've had with their former MVP first baseman Freddie Freeman are over as they negotiate a trade with the Oakland A's to bring over Matt Olson, who's their you know their young star first baseman to come play first base in Atlanta. So Freddie Freeman, I guess, is as good as gone. Uh, I, I I don't get it. They just freed up a bunch of money in Atlanta. Uh, I, I assumed that was going to be for Freddie Freeman, but apparently not. So uh, Freddie Freeman going to be looking for a uh, for a new place, a new home to play first base. He's a hell of a baseball player, that's for sure. Uh, I don't exactly know what the Braves are thinking, but I, again, yeah, don't know. There's a lot going on in Major League Baseball. So, and I'm not even focused on Major League Baseball. Like I, up until three days ago, I was I had completely forgotten about it. Like I was like, eh, it's not going to happen. I, you know, people I talked to were like, eh, it doesn't look good, man. Like we're not going to have a season at all. I'm like, well, that sucks. Um, but until they can figure it out, I guess we'll just move on. So, but that uh, had happened obviously, obviously very, very rapidly. We talked about it on Monday and uh, or yesterday, and um, or actually Friday for that matter. And uh, days kind of run together. But a lot of movement in in Major League Baseball as well. And uh, we may have some updates for you. Uh, it may have some updates for you there. 
college basketball, of course, at the forefront of everybody's thoughts right now because March Madness is here. The brackets are out. Everybody's got their brackets in front of them. How many did you print out? I usually print out three just because I I, I like a clean-looking bracket when I fill it out. So I don't like a bunch of scratch marks, and I do make a bunch of notations on one. I'll have, like, my original one that's all just, you know, bent up and, you know, all kinds of marks on it and stuff like that. And then I'll have my final one with all of my final, you know, final declarations on it there. And that'll be my official bracket that I carry with me to and from the the games as I'm going back and forth and such. So we uh, will be definitely talking about that because, you know, as I mentioned yesterday and, you know, during the the promo that was running uh, throughout the day and overnight, I have some some NCAA upset alert specials for round one that I think we could all uh, take a close look at and kind of maybe say, there's going to be upsets. There's upsets every year. Uh, You know, it's not uh, that's nothing new. Everybody knows that. Trying to pick the the right ones is the the difficult part. Um, There's always a big surprise. Like, I swear, every year, every single year, there's always that one game. Like it, like it's a. I don't know, like a five twelve. A lot of people like to pick the five twelve. They, to be honest with you, they don't. the The upsets don't occur in the five twelve as much as people think they do. It's more like, I think it's like thirty eight or thirty nine percent. People are like, oh, half the time the twelves beat the five. No, uh, it's like thirty seven, thirty eight percent of the time. But there's always that one where there's like that five seed that was like, man, that team's actually really good. How'd they get a five seed? Like Houston, maybe. Okay, like this year's Houston. Like a five seed, they, you know, are the number four team in the net and the number five team in Ken Palm. How did they get a five seed? And you're like, they're a lock for a first-round win. Who's UAB? And then UAB beats them by 13 points. You're like, what the hell just happened? (laughs) And there's always one of those every single year. And I'm not saying that's the one. I'm just saying that's, you know, that's the kind of situation where – most people are looking at Houston. They're like, Houston could be a team that wins three games in this, you know, three, four games in this tournament. And uh, meanwhile, there's UAB sitting there like, well, we might just win the first game and just forget about it. So uh, plenty of stuff to talk about with the NCAA. Of course, Arizona Wildcats, both men's and women's teams involved in that. The only Pac-12 school with both men's and women's teams in the tournament. The women's team, of course, hosting. We mentioned yesterday that the women's team will be hosting this weekend. Their game against UNLV is Saturday at the McHale Center. Tickets are available, um, although they are going fast. Uh, Mary just checked on those because she's going to be getting tickets to go uh, this weekend. And the availability of the tickets is not uh, – if you're looking for great seats – you're going to have to go to the secondary market because the great seats via the uh, ticket center at the McHale Center are gone. Uh, but if you want tickets, make sure we sell out McHale. Make it loud and proud for your women's basketball team and uh, cheer them on to victory over UNLV and then whoever their second-round opponent might be. So they'll be hosting the entire weekend there in Tucson, cheering on the women's team. They're the four seed, and uh, they're in that tough South Carolina bracket, but they beat UConn last year, so <laughs> – uh, it's it's not you know I mean women's basketball is you know in, in some ways the dominant teams just continue to stay dominant and you know you know there's that's why you see like these fifty and sixty point wins from you know throughout the season and stuff you're like like oh my god one hundred eleven to forty one who was that oh it's women's basketball team UConn beat you know some you know poor hapless team that had probably six players on it um, you know women's basketball is is kind of in in that sense it's very very top heavy. But in another sense, it's also very volatile because in in the women's game, it's 
highly emotional. I mean, there's, there's a, a lot, a lot of emotion. Not to say that the men's game is not emotional. Uh, the women's game is a lot more emotional, in my opinion, than than the men's game is. And the lulls can just go on forever. Like, I mean, in women's games, I mean, you can see an entire quarter where a team will only score one basket in a quarter. A good team score one basket in a quarter just because, for whatever reason, you know, things got upset. So um, anything can happen. You're in the tournament. All you got to do is get to the dance and win six games when you get there, and you're golden. So uh, Arizona Wildcats women's team going to be looking to uh, to do that. Of course, repeat on their success from last year, playing for the championship, losing in uh, by one possession to uh, to Stanford. Stanford's number one seed also in their bracket, and uh, they're looking really strong as well. One of the great things for the women's team, for you know, for Adia Barnes' team, is they get Kate Reese back, their leading scorer. Uh, Kate Reese, who has had a shoulder injury for the last several weeks, part of the reason why Arizona has struggled so much. Uh, down the stretch here, they've struggled to score against some of the you know some of the lesser teams that they've played, and there's a good reason for that because their leading scorer and arguably their best player has been hurt, and she is back now. Kate Reese is ready to go. I saw also that Kate just signed a uh, an NIL deal with Newegg. I love Newegg. I, I deal with them all the time in dealing with like hardware and and you know computer parts and things like that that uh, that we need for the company and whatnot. So cool to see that. It was like I I, I read that. Um, Newegg, the the company Newegg and Newegg.com, it's their first athlete signing in the in the NIL, and they chose Kate Reese. She's on the banner of their website and everything. Like it's awesome. Like, go Kate, go get that. I mean, that's that's awesome stuff. There, I love to see uh, companies reaching out to the women's side of sports, especially when it's the only one. I, I mean, she's their only representative, which I think is great. And she's a great student. And there's a, there's a lot of reasons why Newegg chose. Kate Reese, she's a great athlete, also a great student. So props to Kate Reese and props to Newegg for uh, choosing Kate Reese to be their representative in, the, in this new world of, of uh, being able to allow amateur athletes to gain you know, money or possessions or things like that based on their name, image, and likeness. So great stuff. Love to see those kinds of things and, um, and hope to see great things from Kate on the court this weekend, and I think we will. As I mentioned yesterday, a busy day in the NFL. Day one in the the legal tampering period of the uh, of the NFL free agent season, um, and then news coming down just about an hour ago that Aaron Rodgers, the deal that he that was you know proposed or whatever, uh, has been officially signed. The numbers have been released. I'm not going to bore you with a bunch of numbers. I'm just going to tell you this: Aaron Rodgers made it known, made it very well known, publicly known that when the the when Adam Schefter announced that Aaron Rodgers was going to be signing a a contract worth 50 million dollars a year Aaron Rodgers came out and made it known that those numbers were not were not correct um that no deal has been has been signed yet they haven't signed they they've agreed to to you know to move forward with a contract but those are not the numbers and not to believe anything you read from Adam Schefter and then we find out that the contract that he signed this morning is three years, $50 million a year. So the contract that Aaron Rodgers said wasn't correct, it, it really was, actually. So, again, this guy, I'm telling you right now, I, I'm, so, I'm just so fed up with his antics. Like, I'm, just, I'm fed up with him as a person, as an individual. I'm just done. Like, I, I was talking to a, 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 my great buddy last night. He's a diehard Packer fan. That's the only thing he pays attention to is Packer football. I mean, it's like – you know, his wife and family and Packer football. And that's it. That's all he ever thinks about. And he and I were talking last night, and he was like, 
he's done with Rodgers too. He's like, whatever. He's like, I'm just. I, he goes, I'm. I'm just looking forward to the time, to the moment when he just texted me. He's. I'm looking forward to the moment when we can just be done with him and we can just move on and we don't have to be under his, you know, dominant umbrella. Just the audacity of some people. I just. I don't get it. Like, how do you? How do you come out and say? Uh, believe nothing of what you read of what Adam Schefter says. Those are not the numbers of my contract. Uh, we'll know in the days to come. And then sure is, you know what, there it is, $50 million a year. Uh, come on, man. Like, I just, I'm just, again, I'm just tired of the guy. Really, I really am. But regardless, those are the numbers. Three years, $50 million. Um, it's kind of essentially like a, uh, like, like a, uh, it, it, uh, the way that it works, the way it was being explained, is that it's kind of like a year-to-year deal because there's so much guaranteed money. Like next year is like $59 million guaranteed. And there's just tons of, uh, you know, there's tons of you know, contract minutiae to go through and all this other stuff. But regardless, the way that it kind of it works is that, is that Aaron Rodgers will have essentially an opt-out every single season if he wants to. So there, there you go. So $150 million over the next three years for Aaron Rodgers. Good. Congratulations. Uh, you can go be the highest paid player in NFL history and just enjoy your one Super Bowl ring that you won because your team actually had a defense to play. Um, and they had, a, they had a good defense last year. And, and that's the other thing. Like, people are like, oh, you know, they don't have enough money to spend on a defense. Like, it's not like they were giving up six touchdowns in that NFC playoff game at home. They gave up a special teams touchdown to the 49ers. I mean, it was like, okay, they, they, they didn't, you know, they didn't have to, to try to outscore the 49ers 38-35. to 35. Aaron Rodgers didn't get the job done, period, end of story. And if this were anybody else, people would be like, don't pay him that money. He hasn't been successful in the, in the, in the postseason. What has he done for us lately? He won a championship feels like eons ago, and ever since then, he's been a huge disappointment. They've secured home field advantage several times and lost at home in the playoffs. Like, <laughs> I, you know, again, what, like, what has he done in the postseason that should make him the highest-paid player in the history of the NFL? Tom Brady, I, ju- I just saw a, a, a graphic um, just, just before we went on the air. That in you know over the over their their time you know here in the NFL actually they've been in the NFL very similar amount of seasons. Aaron Rodgers' average salary as of yesterday, going into yesterday because that's all changed now, uh, but as of yesterday, he he's averaged fifteen point five million per year. Tom Brady has averaged thirteen point three million, so a little bit less. And again, there's people out there that are like Tom Brady always puts the team first, and he's taking so much less money than blah blah blah. Tom Brady's been paid plenty, okay? He's made, he's made plenty of money. No, he never made it a deal, like a, a, a situation where he said, I need to be the highest paid player at my position at any, at any point in his career. I'm sure at times he had those conversations, and Belichick was like, no, nah, we're, we're probably not going to do that. We got other guys we got to bring in here. We're trying to win championships, Tom. You know that. And uh, so we'll, we'll, you know, we'll pay you top five, but we're not going to make you number one. We can't afford that. And Tom was like, okay. And we go out and win another championship. And add, add another ring to a, you know, to a different hand because my other hand is full of rings. 
So you can either be the highest paid player in the history of the league and have one ring from 11 years ago or however many years ago it was that people have completely forgotten about and continue to lose in the postseason. And this year, again, it's not because the team was was devoid of talent at other positions because Aaron Rodgers is making so much. Aaron Rodgers flat out got outperformed by Jimmy Garoppolo in that game, and Jimmy Garoppolo wasn't even very good in that game. But Aaron Rodgers trying to force the ball to one player after he lost trust in everybody else around him is what lost that game for the Packers. Packers defense played lights out in that game. Played great. And outside of the opening drive of the game for that offense, they stunk. What they have? 93 well it was 93 after the up after the opening drive of that playoff game against the 49ers they had 93 yards of total offense outside of that big play uh the wheel route to Aaron Jones just before the end of the first half 93 yards total in the game outside of essentially one play and one drive pathetic at home okay <laughs> so you want to pay that guy you know 150 million dollars fine now, the deal does uh, free up some money for uh, other signings. It does free up uh, – I'm trying to remember what, what, the, uh, what the amount is. It frees up $18 million this season um, for, uh, for, the, for the Green Bay Packers. So maybe some of that will go to Devontae Adams because now you have two players on your team that want to be the highest, played, uh, the highest paid at their position, and that does not work. Like, that's not, that's not conducive to winning championships when you have – two of the highest-paid players at their positions. I, I don't know how the Packers are going to get it done. I don't think they're going to get it done. I don't think that – I mean, regardless, they're going to pay – they got to pay Devontae Adams $20 million regardless, whether he wants to play for the franchise tag or not. they got to pay him $20 million regardless. They're on the hook for that. But uh, I don't know, man. I, I, hope, I hope Aaron enjoys his money because that's all he's going to have at the end of the day. There, that's not a championship-winning – uh, quarterback, in my opinion, that's that's not how you that's not how you lead your fifty-two other brothers in that uh, in that locker room, and the other men in and women in that organization who depend on you to bring them success, championships, money, accolades, adulation, all that stuff. This is not how you do it. I mean, you're the leader of that program, and you just it's just all about the bottom line. And again, I, fine. You've heard me say on this show a thousand times, I'm not going to demean a player for wanting to go out and get the money. I'm not going to say they shouldn't do that. They're just going to be looked at. I'm going to have an opinion of that person that's different of a person who, say, like a, like a Steve Young, who back in the day for the 49ers restructured his deal basically every single season so that the 49ers could go out and have cap space to improve the team because he wanted to do one thing. Win a championship, right? I mean, we all we all remember the 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 video of him, you know, backing up to um, uh, uh, what's his name, Gary Plummer, his linebacker, and saying, "Gary, get this monkey off my back," you know, after he finally won the championship. I mean, it was the biggest sign of relief I've ever seen from a player in any sport in history. And Steve Young had to renegotiate deals over and over again. So that the 49ers could go out and get Deion Sanders and uh, you know Tim Harris to you know to be an edge rusher in his final season in the NFL and Chris Dolman and I mean they signed all kinds of guys specialists that just come in and have one job, but that money had to be freed up by a leader by their quarterback. 
because he wanted to win a championship above all. And he'll be remembered differently by fans and historians of the NFL than those who go out there and just for the money grab. Again, I, I said it yesterday. I would never begrudge someone for, for taking the money. You wouldn't do it at your job either. You wouldn't say, I'll take less so that my coworkers can have more. You wouldn't do that. So we expect NFL players, NBA players, pro athletes, whatever, to do that. It's not realistic, but it, it doesn't mean that we can't change our opinion about that person and what their motivations and what their goals are and disagree with them. And I can't say that I would be in any different position because it's, it's impossible for me to fathom that kind of stress, that kind of money, that lifestyle. I mean, all those things that go into being someone who makes $50 million a year. Up, up, I mean, that's just his NFL salary. He's on commercials, and he's, you know, he's everywhere, especially in, in Milwaukee and in Wisconsin. There, he's, he's everywhere. I, can, I couldn't even imagine. So I can't, I can't say, like, well, I'd be different because maybe I wouldn't. Maybe I would just be like, hey, show me the money. I don't give a rip about any of these dudes here. They don't pay my bills. They don't come over for Thanksgiving dinner. I didn't, you know, shed blood with them in my, you know, in my younger years, and they're not going to be there to, to, to be at my bedside when I'm old and dying and something. I mean, you can say all that kind of stuff. I, I, who knows? Maybe, that's the, the, maybe that is the approach I would take. I have no idea. I can't even fathom. But I can tell you this, that there's a difference between a player who wants to win championships and a player who wants to be paid like the number one player at his position. And there's a very big difference between the two. And the only difference is the amount of rings that they wear on their fingers because they both got paid. Tom Brady, $13.3 million a year. He's made a ton of money in the NFL. Aaron Rodgers, $2.2 million a year more than Tom Brady, is going to make a little bit more in the NFL. However, he's going to have six, maybe more, fewer rings than Tom Brady. I still think Tom can go win another championship somewhere. Maybe this year. Who knows? NFC's kind of a little down. But I have some ideas on how that may change. And we'll talk about that coming up uh, in a little bit as well because I think the Cardinals should make a trade and change their quarterback situation. We'll talk about that coming up in just a little bit. Now, uh, ESPN Tucson, of course, going to be having that March Brackets, uh, their March Brackets contest, um, and we're going to be giving away uh, all kinds of uh, great prizes and, uh, and such. So be listening for, uh, for that. You can go to ESPNTucson.com for the, uh, for the details, and I'm certainly going to be able to help you out with some of your upset picks that may help vault you to a win in our ESPNTucson.com March Brackets Contest. We'll talk about that and a whole lot more. Stay tuned. You're listening here to the Jeff Dean Show on ESPN Tucson. The Jeff Dean Show on ESPN Tucson is brought to you by Desert Diamond Casinos. Desert Diamond is true Tucson. Now back to the Jeff Dean Show on 1490 AM, 1049 FM, ESPN Tucson. It's the ESPN Tucson and Tucson Appliance Company March Brackets Contest. If you get the best bracket, there's chances to win prizes from Tucson Appliance Company and our friends at Corona. Uh, you can go to ESPNTucson.com, fill out your bracket. Before the first game tips off on Thursday at 9 a.m., must be 18 or older, info and rules are on ESPNTucson.com. The prizes, a third-place prize of a $100 Visa gift card, second-place Corona prize pack, 
valued at 250 according to the rules, but I think it's more like 400 because you get a 40 quart Grizzly cooler, awesome, a Corona patio umbrella, awesome, and a $50 Visa gift card, which is good for half a tank of gas. Or if you win the first prize overall, I mean, first of all, bragging rights are worth everything. Like that's that to me is like the most important thing. That's like when I when I do my sports betting. <clears throat> Pardon me. When I do my sports betting, I'm more interested in being right than I am in being rich. So, uh, for me, it's all about the bragging rights. But you get the bragging rights and you get to be rich because you get a $500 Visa gift card if you can win the contest as well. So, go to ESPNTucson.com. Check it out. All right. I'm going to get provocative here. I'm going to get a little provocative because this is, you know, these are the things I do sometimes. And I don't just do this just to stir the pot. I don't throw spaghetti against a wall to see what sticks. I have convictions. I have opinions on things. And I think that this is genuinely something that should be done. And I'm I'm not one of those people who plays, you know, everyday GM like you see. I mean, listen, I, I've been I've been doing this for a long time. And every stop that I've been at, I get emails from people that are, that are like, you know, GM guy. And he wants to send me a trade. Well, what do you think about this trade? I think the Suns should trade this guy for this guy and this guy and this guy. They want to send you trades all day long. That's like all they think about. I'm not that person. However, when I see a trade with a purpose and a, a reason to facilitate it, I have to dig deeper and find out if it's even possible. And lo and behold, I believe we have an answer. My provocative statement here today, this week, maybe, uh, you know, maybe not this week. I've got probably some upset picks you're going to be scratching your heads at. I believe that the Cardinals should trade Kyler Murray to the Houston Texans for Deshaun Watson. There are many reasons why. Number one being Deshaun Watson's a better player and a better quarterback than than Kyler Murray. I believe Deshaun Watson is a better quarterback right now than Kyler Murray will ever be. Ever. Plus, you get an adult. Like, you get someone who's actually going to act like an adult in your locker room and in your organization. Not worry about his social media, scrubbing the team from his social media and being like, oh, look at me, I'm upset, I need a new contract extension, I'm going to take the team off my Instagram. No one cares about stupid Instagram. You know what people care about? Wins and championships. You know what the best ability is? Availability. Right? Sound like an old man, like an old coach. But it's true. You get an adult in Deshaun Watson. Now, granted, uh, the uh, an adult who is currently facing civil charges in uh, you know for for the uh, the alleged uh, I, I I don't I mean I, I guess you would call it propositioning of massage therapists I, I you know, whatever um, NFL is going to look at that. But the criminal charges have all been dropped. Like there's no 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 criminal activity there. There could be a civil suit involved, and the NFL could suspend him for four, two, four games, something like that. But nonetheless, criminal activity over with. He's not going to go to jail. He's not going to be in any real, real, real trouble. But this whole, you know, acting like a child and throwing a tantrum and always dangling that carrot in front of, you know, in front of teams, like, I can just leave for the Major League Baseball anytime I want to. I don't need that. I don't need that in my organization, and trust me, I couldn't care less. I'm not a Cardinal fan. I don't care. They can keep Kyler Murray uh, as their quarterback until law, live long day. I don't. That's fine with me. We'll continue to go out there. My, you know, my team will continue to go out there and beat 
the Cardinals and Kyler Murray whenever they get the opportunity to. So that's fine. Like, I don't want to see Deshaun Watson come to the NFC West, but fact of the matter is, I think the Cardinals should upgrade. And they can do that by trading Kyler Murray to the Houston Texans for Deshaun Watson. It's an irreparable situation for the Texans and Watson. That ship has sailed. Like, they're done. He's never going to play for them again. He told them he's never going to play for them again to trade me. He has a no-trade clause in his contract. There are very few teams right now that can actually afford to bring in uh, Deshaun Watson. I mean, it costs a lot of money. And I'll break down some of the particulars of how the Cardinals can make it work coming up after the break. You're listening here to the Jeff Dean Show on 1490 AM, 104.9 FM, ESPN Tucson. The Jeff Dean Show on ESPN Tucson is brought to you by Desert Diamond Casinos. Desert Diamond is true Tucson. Back to the Jeff Dean Show on 1490 AM, 1049 FM, ESPN Tucson. All right, so with all the signings and stuff that happened yesterday, I was thinking about some things. How can the Cardinals, how are the Cardinals going to improve? They lost Chase Edmonds to the Miami Dolphins. Uh, they lose Christian Kirk to the Jacksonville Jaguars. We'll talk about that coming up in a little bit, too, because, wow, back up the Brinks truck for somebody who's never had a 1,000-yard receiving season in his career. Okay. Good, good for him. Boy, that was a lot of money to drop on a player like that. I think that Kyler Murray should be traded. I think the Cardinals should trade Kyler Murray to the Houston Texans for Deshaun Watson. Here are the particulars and why I think it will work. First of all, when Steve Kime wakes up tomorrow morning, or when he, I, I guess I should say, when he pours himself out of his GM, or out of his, out of his GM, out of his, uh, out of his, uh, his uh, SUV uh, after a night of boozing, because that's really what he does, uh, when he pours himself out of his vehicle, from a night of boozing uh, in about, you know, I don't know, 20 hours or so, um, Kyler Murray's cap number will be $11.4 million. Okay, that that goes into effect immediately Wednesday morning. $965,000 base salary, $5.9 million signing bonus, and a $4.5 million roster bonus. Now, none of those numbers can be lowered unless the Cardinals convert his roster bonus to a signing bonus as part of a contract extension. So they would have to give him an extension to be able to lessen his cap number for this year. And even if they did do that, it's only, I think you'd only do up to 65% cap relief, I think, on a restructure. So they'd get like $2 million. Okay, well, it's a $209 million, $208 million cap. $2 million ain't doing a whole lot for you. However, the Cardinals did uh, do one of those moves yesterday, which I'll talk about in just a moment. Now, the Cardinals currently have 3.7 million in cap space which is not a lot they are not a team that is going to be considered a big spender in this realm of free agency however that number is now as of uh, about three hours ago 10.8 million because what they did is they created a new 7.1 million dollars in cap space just uh, literally a couple hours ago by converting deandre hopkins roster bonus into a signing bonus so they were able to to you know to free up. It was like ten point six million. They converted to, that to seven point one million. So they now have ten point eight million. Now we're talking. Now we're getting the ball rolling. Cardinals are, are have they've got some cash and they're looking to spend it. Deshaun Watson's contract is currently four years, one hundred thirty six million, about thirty four million dollars a year, all of which is salary cap applicable. 
So all $136 million is cap hit over the next four years. Essentially what you need to be able to sign and to acquire Deshaun Watson this year, a team would need to have $35 million to acquire his contract. Unless there was some trade relief from the Houston Texans, i.e. cash. Okay. Now, as of this morning, there are very, very few teams who have that kind of capital. They are the Colts. And the Houston Texans have already refused them access to to, to Deshaun Watson. So they uh, the, the, the Texans have said, we're not going to allow anybody from the AFC South to talk with Deshaun Watson. So the Colts are out. Okay, The other teams are the Seahawks, the Jets, and the Dolphins. And that's it. The Jaguars were one of those teams. They spent like $140 million yesterday. They're out. Now, there are teams who could get there. The Lions, the Steelers, the Raiders, the Eagles. However, the Lions, uh, pretty sure Deshaun Watson wouldn't want to go play for the Lions. The Steelers just signed Mitchell Trubisky yesterday to a uh, two-year deal. And the Raiders have Derek Carr. Okay, Now, the Eagles are an interesting thought, and they could be a player in this, but they would need to free up a bunch of cap space. And they don't have a tradable commodity that the Houston Texans would want. The Houston Texans would not say, oh, yeah, well, send us Jalen Hurts for Deshaun Watson. Like, stupid. Like, what are you doing? Like, what is this, Bill O'Brien days? <laughs> Here, send us a, a bag of uh, footballs for DeAndre Hopkins. That'll be fine. So, essentially, you would need $35 million in cap space to trade for Watson. However, if, if the team that trades for Deshaun Watson considers him to be a long-term uh, a long-term piece of their, you know, of their organization, which 100% every team would. All you have to do is simply restructure his contract, uh, drop his first-year number to nine and a half million dollars. It can be restructured to nine point five million. Okay, so now his cap hit is essentially nine and a half million dollars as long as you can, as long as you can rene- renegotiate a contract before the regular season begins, which could easily happen. Okay. So the Cardinals now have $10.8 million available. They could, if they bring him in, restructure a deal that would only cost them $9.5 million this year. It would cost them a lot more on the back end. But, hey, uh, bring him in now. you got a team that's ready to win now in a division that has been kind of, I'm not say torn apart, but Russell Wilson's gone. Jimmy Garoppolo is most likely gone. They're going to be starting a rookie in San Francisco. Who knows what they're going to be starting in Seattle. And you have the defending national champion, St. Uh, Los Angeles. I keep on saying St. Louis Rams. What is wrong with me? Los Angeles Rams. <laughs> uh, I mean, go go get your nut now because the NFC again is wide open. Yes, Tom Brady unretired to be back with the Buccaneers. They're now the favorite to win the NFC South. Aaron Rodgers signs new deal. He's ready to go. Devontae Adams may be able to play. They may be able to to, to sign him to a deal. Uh, it sounds like the Packers will be ruling the NFC North once again. NFC East, the Cowboys have lost a ton of players this uh, so far this offseason. Not sure who they're targeting. So who knows? But the NFC is open, man. Like, it's open for business. So here's my here's my trade proposal. I'm going to play uh, annoying radio sports radio listener general manager right now. <laughs> again, I'm not, like, targeting any of you guys. This is not meant at anyone here. I just uh, every stop that I've been, I've always had that one guy that wants to send me a new trade every single day. Here's what I would do: 
if I'm the general manager of the Arizona Cardinals, I would send Kyler Murray two first-round picks and a second-round pick, this year's first round, next year's first round, and this year's second-round pick, to Houston for Deshaun Watson and cash. Whatever, whatever kind of cash you need to kind of make things work, right? Um, you know, whether that be, you know, $3 million, $4 million in cash, whatever, Houston Texans would gladly do that. It gets, them, it gets him out of the AFC. It puts him all the way over, you know, on the West Coast. I know they're in Houston, but that's Gulf Coast. It's, it's a, like a world away. It might as well be. Puts him in the NFC, gets him out of the AFC. Doesn't have, he doesn't have to go to a contender there, and Houston can start to rebuild with Kyler Murray, a young, exciting quarterback talent, and they can be, you know, happy with him, and he can be their problem. Because the Cardinals right now are a team that is they're they're on the precipice, and I just believe that there are certain little things that are holding them back. One of them, I, again, I, I'm not a huge supporter of Cliff Kingsbury, but I'm also a believer that people will learn on the job, and if they're destined to be great, then that learning curve will be sharp. I mean, essentially, they will learn quickly, and they'll be able to apply it rapidly to their career, and you'll be able to see it on the field. Uh, haven't seen a whole lot, but you know, maybe my, you know, maybe my predictions about Kyler Murray from the get-go were correct, that he's not an NFL quarterback, that he should have taken the Major League Baseball deal. Remains to be seen, but that's my, that's my take. And, and look, it all works. Like, the money works. The Cardinals, who just freed up $7.1 million this morning, just a couple, a couple hours ago, by restructuring Hopkins' deal, now have $10.8 million. If you can make the trade, if you can, if you can entice the Houston Texans enough, I mean, you're going to give them a big piece, a guy who was MVP of the league halfway through the season, right? Kyler Murray was like, oh, Kyler Murray's MVP of the NFL this year. There were a lot of people talking about that. Get him out of here. Send him to Houston, and uh, and and now you've got money to restructure Deshaun Watson's contract. You sign him to a new deal, five years, hundred eighty million, whatever. Restructure that deal so it's only a nine and a half million dollar cap hit this year. You get some cash from the Texans. Let's say you get four million in cash from the Texans. Now you still got five million dollars to spend on guys in you know mid season acquisitions or whatever you need to do. But the team is team's good to go. Like you're, you know. Uh, I think you're ready. Uh, you know, add a uh, add an, a wide receiver because you just lost Christian Kirk, and you're going to lose AJ Green. Maybe, um, you know, now you can now you can go and and get yourself another wide receiver. And I th- I think you know, yeah, add a add a running back or two throughout the process to take some of the load off of James Conner. Now that Chase Edmonds is gone, you just signed Zach Ertz to a big contract, three year deal for Zach Ertz. Good for him. Uh, I think you're ready to go. The defense is good, so. <laughs> I, I don't know. I just think that that you can, if you know, again, this is my thinking, and I I don't I'm not in that building, and I don't know. I know, uh, you know, Michael Bidwell, he loves Kyler Murray, and so does so does uh, Cliff Kingsbury. But at some point in time, you got to have a grown up playing quarterback, and this scrubbing of the social media and making it all about you, and saying that you know, you know, I made the analogy a few weeks ago when talking about Kyler Murray and he's like that girlfriend that constantly says things to you like, I can find somebody better, you know, when they get upset or whatever, you have an argument, I can just go find somebody better. I, you know, they're just constantly dangling that in front of you. Then 
at what point do you just say, good, go, find something better? Like, if you think you can do better, go. And just let that person go. Because he's always going to dangle that MLB, uh, you know, carrot in front of you. You know, I can, just, I can just jump to Major League Baseball and leave the team altogether if you're not going to make me happy. Bye. My life's better without you. Act like an adult. This is, this is big boy. If you want big boy money, you can't be putting your Instagram as your number one priority, period. So that's what I would do. And I think the Cardinals, uh, you know, again, this, this is probably a pipe dream. And for God's sakes, if it comes true, I'm going <laughs> to make sure the whole world knows about it that I said it first. But uh, Deshaun Watson is going to end up somewhere. Why not Arizona? Like, if, if you're a team – who's just kind of like, we just need the one piece to get us over the hump. Why not? You say, why not us? Deshaun Watson, it's almost like people have forgotten how good of a football player he is because he's been gone for so long. The guy, when, when, when he had to shut things down because of everything that happened, he was considered like the third best quarterback in the NFL. Like People were like, okay, Deshaun Watson, he was like Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, and then like, okay, is it Patrick Mahomes or Deshaun Watson? We're trying to decide here. <laughs> he's 27 years old. He's mature. He loves the game of football. He's a hell of a football player. And, yes, the league may suspend him for two or four games based on the civil suit, the impending civil suit. That's just something you're going to have to deal with. It's a long season now. 17-game season, you can do without your QB for the first two weeks of the season. All right. That's my thoughts there. We're going to take a timeout. When I return, more NFL is a busy day one in NFL free agency talking about some of the some of the big signings that occurred yesterday next on the Jeff Dean Show. The Jeff Dean Show on ESPN Tucson is brought to you by Desert Diamond Casinos. Desert Diamond is true Tucson. More of the Jeff Dean Show on 1490 AM, 1049 FM, ESPN Tucson. A busy day one of NFL free agency. The Jacksonville Jaguars dropped a ton of money bringing in six new players in the first 24 hours of the uh, the flirtation period, Christian Kirk being the big one. Uh, they signed Christian Kirk to a massive deal, <laughs> a massive deal for Christian Kirk. Uh, this is a player, by the way, Christian Kirk, who has yet to have his first 1,000-yard NFL season, uh, receiving season. He got four years, $84 million dollars, from the Jaguars, including a $20 million signing bonus and $37 million guaranteed. So it's $57 million committed to Christian Kirk. Meanwhile, every other wide receiver in the NFL that is a contra- one year away from a contract extension uh, negotiations are celebrating right now. Like Debo Samuel, I saw a tweet yesterday that had me cracking up. It was like Debo... Debo Samuel signs four-year, $567 million contract with the 49ers. Because that's, <laughs> I mean, it's it's hilarious, but come on. Again, your worth is what someone is willing to pay for you, right? And it's, we're not talking about, like, you know, human trafficking or anything here. I'm talking about professional athletes and their contracts. Something is worth whatever somebody is willing to pay for it. The Jacksonville Jaguars know that they're not a destination, for free agents to be able to sign friendly deals for the team. However, 
they want to go out and make a splash. They got a new head coach, Doug Peterson, wants to go out there and turn the team, uh, you know, in, into his team. Get rid of as many pieces of the Urban Meyer debacle as possible. He's got a great quarterback in, uh, obviously, Trevor Lawrence. They're going to start building around him. So what they did yesterday is they went out and signed one of the best guards on the market available. They they paid a ton of money to bring in Brandon Scherf, who's missed 22 games in the last three years. But he's, you know, a really good, you know, a good player when he's healthy. They bring in Christian Kirk, give him $84 million. They bring in Zay Jones from, uh, I think he was in, was he in, where was he before? I don't remember where he was before. Anyway, they bring in Zay Jones, wide receiver. Uh, they signed Evan Ingram to a one-year, $9 million deal, tight end. Uh, the young tight end from uh, from the New York Giants, drafted by the New York Giants. And they brought in two really good defensive players. One of them, the NFL's leading tackle in the last two years, Foye Olakun from, uh, from Atlanta. So Jaguars making a splash, and the Chargers just continue to get better and better. They signed in my opinion, who was the best free agent available on the market this year, J.C. Jackson, the cornerback to a five-year, $82.5 million deal. He's spectacular. All right, that's hour number one. Quick two-minute break. Hour number two next. Stay tuned to the Jeff Dean Show right here on 1490 AM, 104.9 FM, ESPN Tucson. Casino del Sol Studio, the soul of Tucson. This is ESPN Tucson. KFFN Tucson. KWCX Tanka Verde. KMXZ HD4 Tucson.